You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. The Queen is dead. Long live the King. Do we have to swear in allegiance? I'm not 100% sure how this shit works, but you are Like, listening. in the podcasting world, do you have to sh- swear in allegiance? Well, yeah, right, because in Parliament, obviously, you do, and you are listening to the House Sport Podcast, so I'm unqualified opinion and waving by I don't know whether we need to swear in allegiance. We've already sworn a pretty heavy allegiance to St. Peter Volandis in the past. <laughs> like, he would be our monarch. Yeah, he, he is. He is. He's yeah. our monarch, so like... Just well, like, we're the monarch to the punter, punter and the dribbler. Yeah, we are also the fucking the kings of dribbling yarn. Peter Volandi's, you know... Our king. Our king. And on and up Supreme it goes. Supreme leader. It goes on and up. Not not much higher, but... Well, but not... Yeah. But you but get... higher. You get the drift. I will say this before we get into... You but know, shout out to, to Queenie. Queenie. Valet, babe. One of the greats. Sure. And, I mean, she was. She was cool. I don't, I mean. Just for sitting around. Sitting around and just sort of like, you know, shaking hands. There, I was, she shook a lot of hands and dude, kissed a lot of babies. Dude, I was the radio. It was like. To, Apparently the number is like. Like a hundred, hundreds of thousands, hundred thousand people or something like that. That she's just sort of like. I heard a million. Well, sorry. I heard hundreds, hundred thousands of like diplomatic sort of people. So, obviously, just public people would be shitloads. No wonder she's wearing gloves. I'm surprised she didn't get over it. Just going. You don't think she got over it? But just like to go, I'm having, I'm having a couple of years off. Well, you can't when you're fucking on the, on the on the you know on the people's dime, <laughs> on the take, on the take, as it were. I, I think it's funny, right? Like having such a having a monarch in such a uh, westernized culture. Don't you reckon, like, it's kind of like looking back in time. You know when you see those videos of, like, planes flying over the Amazon, there's, like, a tribe with a bow and arrow and yes. shit? The fact that her, like, coffin is getting wheeled around all corners of the kingdom at the moment, like, it's you know, it's making its journey through Scotland and people are out there, like, lining the streets for it. She's not even in it. She's not in it. No, she's not in it. As if they're taking her on a bloody world tour in a coffin. Well, they they drove her from Balmoral Castle to another castle in Scotland. She was in that. Oh, so she was in that one? Yes. Oh, they're taking her corpse around. <laughs> yes. They're taking her from there to the castle in Scotland, like the official residence, and then they're flying her to London. She's in that thing. Wait, wait. Why is she going to Scotland, though? She's in, she died in Scotland. Oh, so she was living in Scotland. She, she got a summer home, I think, in Balmoral that she spends a... She likes to fucking hang well, she, out She there. liked. Let's use the correct tense. She liked it. She's dead. She liked it. That was a... Her thang. Okay. Right? And then she died there. Right, and then okay. they've taken her from there to a palace. It starts with an H. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. So this was less a sort of farewell tour, like, you know, John Farnham's last thing. It's like this was just her getting from A to B. No, this this, this wasn't John Farnham. This, okay. was, this was logistics. This was, all right, why didn't they fly her? Well, I think they wanted to give the people a bit of a look. Yeah, so it was a bit of pageantry. There was, of course, there's pageantry. There's pomp and pageantry when it comes to the fucking royals. But you're dead right. It's interesting you say that. It's like about looking how back it's in looking time. back. It is though. It's weird. It's fucking weird because you forget that it's like a constitutional monarch, right? So like, there are shitloads of elements of the fact that it, we, it is a monarch. Mm. Like, we're swearing allegiances to the king and shit. He's on the fucking coin. He's on the notes and shit. We've got a public holiday coming up. I know. Shout out to her for that. That's the 22nd of September. Like, I I will remember her for that. 
You know what I mean? Mm. It's very odd. It's very weird. I was hearing him talk about it on the radio and it was like her coffin's doing tours and people are lining the bloody streets in Scotland with their tractors like farmers and shit, seeing her off. Thanks for coming, babe. Like, again, the reaction of everyone around the world, like she was, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to what Queenie was getting up to to really know, you know, whether she was good or bad. She, she appeared bad. to be scandal free. She seemed to keep her nose clean, yeah, as it were. Her powder she seemed dry. to be pretty cute, like just a cute grandma. Cute as a button. Like I reckon she was. She was. I wouldn't. I reckon she would give a great cuddle, I like a she, grandma cuddle. She was a grandma. She was a grandma of the nation. Yes, but the whole thing, like when you're seeing the English. When she did die, and they're like grown men weeping outside Buckingham Palace, I'm like. Okay. Yeah. I have thoroughly punters and dribblers, and I use I use the word thoroughly with panache because mm. I really have, really have enjoyed it. Listening to people regale tales about the Queen and when and, no, and then when their fucking neighbour's mum's fucking cousin met her once. No, what was shit. it? Was it you or Seb someone, no, about someone, the guy in vitro or whatever? Like. <laughs> someone someone called up and said they met the Queen. And he was like, oh, how old were you? And he was like, minus one month. Is it in vitro or in utero? I don't know what in vitro Anyway, is. this bloke was in the uterus. Yes. He was a month from coming out and he's calling up claiming it. I'm like, bruh, that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. But and then people calling in with bullshit stories that, you know, have just been fucking mayoed out the ass about how she's got like this razor sharp memory of like, some innocuous guy she met fucking 30 years ago and remembered all these details. I'm like, bull I just shit. love... and But when she died, I had... I personally spared... like a, I took a moment of silence, not for her, although I, I'm sure I will on whenever her official funeral is. A time of reflection, Eddie. But I had a moment of reflection for the producers of radio shows and TV shows, like morning breakfast shows and shit just around the country who just have to now dedicate the next probably fucking two weeks of their lives, certainly the like four days after she died, of just queenie shit. Like, oh, excuse me, uh, nondescript former Wallabies captain from the 80s, could you please come on the show and talk about the time you gave her a fucking crystal plate after you went and played the English and what that experience was like? Oh, great, yeah, excuse me. Also, former Australian sports person or politician or someone with a really tangential link to the Queen once, could you come on and tell us your story? Oh, I'm like Todd McKenney. I danced for her once in some fucking school fair. Can you come on and talk to us about that? And then, like, the, the host of the show, like... Putting on their sad voice because the Queen died. And now we're over to the weather. Like, it's just... I was like, this is just... You just you would be just pounding your, like, contacts list. of like You don't want to send out a blanket email. Please respond if you have anything to do with the Queen once. It's good stuff. And then, like, you know, Channel 9 and shit going through the archives and digging out old, like, royalist documentaries that would be playing last Dude, night. Dude, they have got those things. Like, they had them already ready to go when Prince Philip kicked the bucket last year. It was like, they've got... they Channel 9, God love them, I think is 90% now, like, reality shows and royal, like, whether it's Harry and Meghan, Prince Philip, Prince fucking whatever, Prince Andrew, now the Queen. Like, they, 60 Minutes, I don't know if it was last night. Was it just all the Queen, surely? Yeah, 60 Minutes was all the Queen, and then you went into a documentary after that of fucking real Queenie shit. Yeah. Oh, you got to strike while the iron's hot, though, do you like, what do you like, what do you make of them all wearing black in mourning? Who? All, all the fucking hosts are in black. No, they're yeah, not. Yeah, in mourning, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we took a minute silence before. Like, I don't, I don't care that we take a minute silence before every footy game. But I'm also like, I don't, I don't think it's entirely necessary. I get that we're part of the Commonwealth and whatever, it's all good. Like, if you want to do it, that's fine. But I'm like, I will take the public holiday, but like. Well, I think I, I get it. If, if we're still part of the Commonwealth, I think you sort of have to, right? Yeah, I guess. I also, oh, they really are in black? Oh, yes. they are. Can you scroll down? Carly. They were all in black all fucking weekend. No way, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> R.I.P. Quinny. I'm not talking about her. I can't. It's not going down. Who's Carl's? Is it um, Ali? Alison Langdon? Don't know. I need a photo of them all in black. Oh, fuck. They're all doing Everyone it. Everyone was wearing black. Koshy and Mel. Or Natalie, sorry. Dude, we should have worn black. <laughs> we should have. I'm, I'm looking at this now going, I've missed Fuck, a trick. dude, we've, we've missed a trick. Oh, yeah. See? And look, in front of the palace green screen, is it? Yeah, that's the palace green screen. That's Buckingham. That's but, Buckingham. But seeing, like, all the English, I can't really get... I don't really understand what it means to the English, but again, to have a monarch in your own country in, like, in today's... Age is bonkers to me. And they're all crying outside. They're, God. I love that they've already updated the song as well. God is save the king. king. Yeah. And they're all like making a point of oh, saying Of course king. they like, are. Yeah, we get it. It's updated now. Of course. I've, they've been saying the king a lot. Obviously, the king's been the word, the king. And it doesn't sound, it sounds foreign. Well, it does. I'm not used to it. I'm not used to it at all. I mean, she's, no been, she's been on the job for 70 years. 70 dude. years. That's humongous. Bro. Longest ever. Yeah. Longest ever. Good for her. I was thinking about this as well. Like, you know how a lot of people don't like Charles? Well, he can. he's he's hateable. Yeah, well, he's maligned. Yeah. People haven't forgiven well, him. Well, not for what he stuff. did to die. That's right. Not for Lady Die. No, our die. Our die. The nation's die. Yeah. Uh, that there are monarchs, reigning monarchs, that people just don't like. Like, if you go back, it's like, you know, you hear of fucking these sickos and shit back in time, like... It's still happening. Yes. Like I went onto the website the other day and if you just go predecessor, if you just go to Queenie and just go predecessor on Wikipedia, you go all the way back to William the Conqueror back in like fucking 1056 or some shit. Just all the way back. Just all keep the way back. clicking it. Predecessor. What and you go back to like the fucking, they're not even paintings back then. They're like weird tapestries and shit. They look fucking like, they look weird. Get up photos of like William the Conqueror. Tobler. So they're not even painters. Yeah, they're we like are tapestries. Still that deal, they look Dave. fucking strange. Dave's on his three-day trip to Europe. Anyway, interesting. Well, it is, but it leads into. I oh, see. That's all right. The ones that I was look at that. See, see, we're in the Conqueror. The bottom right there. Oh uh, yeah, that, that was most of the imagery. That's not great. Shit like that. You're he like, seems to like. They seem to. That look. He looks odd. You can't rely on paintings, can you? Because he looks a little different in all of them. <laughs> A little different. <laughs> he looks completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, well, some of him, he looks like he's, he should be on like a, a card, like a, you know, card game. Yeah. And then the other ones are like, mm, is he unwell? Probably. The, there's, a, there's, a, there's a young gal whose name escapes me, but she plays for the Newcastle Knights in the NRLW who had some quite strong opinions about Queenie. She certainly made him known. She posts them on her IG. There's like a bunch of shit she said, but I think the first thing was like, great, happy Friday. 
Uncle Luke, I don't know who that is. New album comes out. We need to probably find out who Uncle Luke is. I don't know who Uncle Luke is. But then also, I think she may have referred to Queenie as a dog and said, like, the dog is dead or something. The dog is dead? Something, again, I am, we should probably get it up, Toddler, if you can find it. And that didn't go down too well, which I understand, you know, that's some particularly passionate language. <laughs> Look, it's, but it some cuts. People, oh, it cuts. Some people cuts say it's worse than Ricky Stewart calling Jamin Salmon a weak gutted dog. Worse than that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know whether that's true or not. Ray Hadley, I think. Oh, Ray would have been. Ray's fucking pissed, dude. Oh, Ray. Ray said it's one of the worst things he's heard in the history of rugby league. <laughs> oh, my. In the history? In the history of rugby league. We actually have done an interview with Ray as well. That'll be on uh, probably after the footy season. But he did come in. Um, he certainly wasn't as... Um, well, he wasn't saying anything like that. But he, no, he, he, wasn't. he was fucking fuming at this chick. I'm not surprised by that. Mm. There has been, you know, the 2GB rhetoric around Queenie has been... Jim Wilson went on for like 45 minutes about the fact she likes a tipple. I oh, mean, yeah. Is a tipple... And is there anything more Jim Wilson 2GB drive than saying tipple about the Queen? Yeah, but he said it, he said it many, many, many times. Dude, all he was talking about was that she liked She had a, a great sense of humour. Well, she did have a great sense of humour, but she also loved a tipple. Do you know what a drink of choice was, Eddie? It was a gin and tonic. But... She was also partial to a bit of bubbly. Was she partial to bubbly? She didn't mind a bit of bubbly. Loved the corgis. Fucking oh, she did. Loved the corgis. But she just had a she had a razor sharp sense of humor. Did, oh, and a razor sharp memory. Oh god, her memory was good. Her memory the best. was good. Oh no, it was good. It was. But good. she loved a tipple. Oh no, she loved a tipple. Gin and tonic. Um. <laughs> then okay, so then she came up with this. This is the next thing she did. Okay, she did say this, but there's the bit about the. I think this is like the second bit she put in. So I'm just going to read this, and hopefully it's not too offensive. I'm really conflicted because I don't really feel bad for Queen Elizabeth. She ruled over colonies guilt-free. She defended her son who groomed children. I mean, that's not wrong. On Epstein's Island. That's a great point. I forgot about that guy. She banned racial minorities from working for her until the late 60s. She was just generally a terrible person, and despite all of this, she gets to die in comfort of her palace. The working class have to pay for. I'm trying to have sympathy for this woman. Honestly, I am. And before the monarchy glorifies, go off. Think about this. You're glorifying a family that's never cared about you and never will. Sure, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't know the thing about the racial working. The banned minorities from working for her until the late '60s or anything like that. I don't know about that shit. I certainly think there's probably some, you know, questions to be asked about her son. Look, I. Th- <laughs> he's been. You know, he's being removed. And rightly so. Oh, Eddie. I mean, removed. It's just like, hey, bro, we can't have you coming to functions. Well, like what? You lock him up? He should be locked up generally. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with her. Mm. Why isn't he locked up by the fucking yes. judicial system? Well, do you Would think... Would be that, my fucking Well, question. I'd say that probably because he's from the royal family. Do you reckon? Yeah. That's fucked. If that's the case, that's ridiculous. Who knows? Who knows? Um, look, we're not going to sit here and talk about fucking Andrew. No, we're not. Andrew's a sick, sick puppy. Um, but can you find like the first bit? If you scroll through that, oh no, that's probably not the one. Uh, in that, there was like a com, it was like a punters and dribblers chat about it, where they had the initial post in there from her. Um, either way, she's got people hot under the collar. What's her oh, name? dude, people are hot. What's the chick's name? 
Caitlin Moran. Caitlin Moran. I don't think that like I feel bad Dave for her Bloom. though. There, is that course, is that our yeah. friend? Is that our little lefty? Is that our little lefty Scroll mate? Up. Go up, Tobler. Ray Hadley calling this the most reprehensible act he's seen is beyond satire. Fuck the Royals. Let the girl talk shit. Well, of course Dave says that. Of course Dave says that as a producer on the show here. Um, I will... I'll say this. With the passing of Queenie, who, who brought a level of stability to the monarchy, Tom. To the realm. To the realm. <laughs> there are people who are starting to fucking... Call, Beat, for, yeah. call for Beat call for another drum. referendum. Do we need like, dude? I get it, but like, what's big the, Malcolm? I didn't know Malcolm Turnbull was the head of the Republican movement uh, last he? time. He was last time when they when, when it they, lost. When they, okay, yeah. I don't. It was pretty tight. It was fifty five forty five, which is tighter than other votes we've had. recently. Oh yeah, that's tight as a fish's asshole. I don't care. Neither do I. Like I, I couldn't give a shit. Is there it, does it, it is there a tangible benefit? Is there a tangible benefit, or is it like, hey, there's probably some things that we could fucking do a little better and focus on than whether we're, you know what I mean? R.I.P. Queenie, bring on fucking Charles. Who gives a shit? I'm interested to see how Charles goes. Yes, I'm on that weird that weird gentleman. Like, are we allowed to talk shit about him? You can talk shit about whoever you want. Well, I just mean, like, you know, you can't talk. I mean, maybe it's just because she died. If this chick had said it about Queenie pre-death, I feel like when anyone dies, unless they're, like, a war criminal, mm. you're probably better just to, like... Woo up. Woo up. <laughs> yeah. Save the dog chat for rugby league. Yeah. Say it about your opponents. Yeah. That's right. Or another coach or something. Mm. You know? Yep. I like that. Turn the tables. Anyway, Queenie's dead. She's gone. Long live the king. Um, the day has come. Long live the king, yeah. Long live the king. Big old Charles. Charlie, man. Charlie. That cheeky little bastard. He's eh? a dribbler, that cat. He's a fucking... Have you seen how fat his fingers are? He's got fat fingers. Can you see if you can find... You look at his wedding ring, I think. And has it's it? like... I've never seen a wedding ring under more duress than Charles. He's, he's, he's got like a, a bit... Wasn't there a phone call of him, like... Him and Camilla t- fucking talking dirty that got out that's on the internet somewhere. Look at those fingers, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look like you've been stung by bees. Dude. You know what, dude? They remind me of Warnies. I wonder if you could rip a fucking leggy. Bro. Can you hit that middle one? I don't one? know if they're, they're not long enough. Dude, no. he's got hot dog fingers, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like sang- like sausages that need to be popped with a fucking fork. You know, and you're they, like, look like, they look like little Frankfurts. Yeah, we've lost him. This fucking TV's giving me the shits. Yeah, it's giving me the shits. Oh, shit. my God. Dude, they look like carrots. Health fears. They look like they need to be... Like, drained. They, they look like they need to be drained, dude. They're about to pop. How old is he? He's pretty old, He's bro. pretty old, dude. He's like 70-something. We may not have a king for very long. No, I don't think so. Yeah, he's 73. Mate, he's not going to be around forever with fingers like that. Do we have any... Prince Charles and his sausage fingers explain as health, as health fears. Do we know why hands would swell like that? Look at that. Look at that ring, dude. It looks like you've been stung by a bee. Multiple bees. Those fingers, I want to feel them. They'd be squishy. Yeah, they would They'd be, be right? squidgy. They'd, They'd have, have to, to be. be squishy. They'd have to be squidgy. Have to be. Yeah, poor old Charles. He's, he's waited a long time for this, and now his little fingers are just going to pop all over the place. He's uh, he's old. 
Did he's he real old. do much? They do. They open things. Yeah, they open and they things. and they have like luncheons and they meet yeah. people and talking. shit. There'd a lot of there'd be a lot of talking. Now a lot of meeting, a lot of yeah. small talk. No one in the history of the world does more small talking than them. No, no one. It actually would be an awful job. I hate small talk. I fucking hate small talk. You know how the queen would like put a bag on her other arm if she wanted to fucking someone to come in and save her or move, be moved along. That's a great. I didn't know that. What's Charles? He's gonna have to start walking with a cane or something. And I just move the cane to the other you side. Know, what else you got? What? Get me away from these people. What's his? What's his like little tell gonna be? Yeah, right. My fingers get are these the fucking peasants away from Dude, me. I cannot believe how much stress that signet ring is under. Spare a thought, punters and dribblers, if you're watching the YouTube, to that signet ring. <laughs> yeah, like we're all thinking... That's of, the hardest working signet ring in the room. Well, I actually think it's the hardest working member of the royal family, <laughs> is that signet ring. Like, obviously, Vale, Queenie, we, we miss you, we love you. We, we love you, you, Queenie, and we miss you. But, but that signet ring, dude, that's that, the real winner. That's the real monarch, man. You need to take it. You need to pay attention to that. Would you be ring. shocked, Tom, if on coronation day they look inside the little fucking wagon and Charles isn't there? It's, it's just the that signet, signet ring. ring and the finger. <laughs> <laughs> they put a crown on that swollen ass finger. Get it yeah. slightly adjusted, obviously, but well, you know what? I don't think you do. I think that's why you you want a fucking you want a royal that works. You don't want to get it adjusted. You don't want things to be easier for it. No, I'm just saying so you can see the signet ring underneath the crown. Oh yeah, no, the crown would have to be adjusted. You that's couldn't. Right. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant the ring itself. Fuck no. It's a it's a worker. Yeah, it's a workhorse. I think that that would uh, provide people with a lot of comfort. Mm. No there right because there's harder. concerns about what's the future of the monarch. Is it going to survive King Charles? Blah 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 blah. Well, put the signet ring on the fucking throne, mate. Yeah, and you get another thousand years, easy. Yep. You get another thousand with the signet ring. Because you got to move with the times, and right? it doesn't. It's not going to. I mean, he could he could reign for a thousand years. The signet. Well, ring. that's it. That's it. That thing won't die. Like Charles will eventually. Charles will die. I mean, Charles ain't. Uh, I'm not breaking news telling you that. No, no, no. And I mean, does I mean he almost didn't outlive his mum. Look at him. Yeah. Well, his mum was a fucking goer. She was a goer. Ninety something. But she but he comes from, from old he comes from old stock. You know his, that, his dad was ninety nine. Yeah. And his mum's ninety six. Like Do you know that she swore in the new PM two days before she died? Yeah. She got through a fuckload of PMs. Dude, dude. fifteen PMs, thirteen PMs? She was around. She was kicking it with Winston Churchill and shit for fuck's sake. Yeah, dude. She was queenie when she was twenty nine or something. That's when yeah, she got younger than that. Oh no, how she would have been 27, twenty nine. No, she would have been twenty six. Seventy years, ninety six, twenty six. Are they rounding rounding up or? Did she, oh, she got a jubilee out, didn't she? she Seventy. No, yeah, she knocked yeah. that out like last year. Good for her. She knocked that out. She knocked it out. Fucking oh, she, nah, she knocked it out. Dude. Yeah, she knocked it out. She knocked it out. It was almost a bucks ton. She Almost. was five years off a buck. She was five years off a buck. That's an old reference that some of you won't get. In fact, most of you won't get, but that's not our problem. 14 prime ministers during her reign. That's fucking ridiculous. 14. And appointed absurd. her 15th days before her death. Shout out also. What I... state was she in if it was a couple of days before? Like what, what, and I ask this respectfully, what, what took the great Queenie? What took her down? Obviously old age, but like that's a broad term. I don't know what took Queenie, but if she was meeting Prime Ministers days before death, she was obviously in reasonable nick. Well, maybe she wasn't. Maybe it was like formality. They come and she's just there like in bed. 
Because they have to, I'm pretty sure they, ha- they there has to be a meeting. Yeah. That's my understanding. Mm. Do we know what took her? I just read that she died peacefully in her, in her bed. Yeah. Good Balmoral. Balmoral. Yeah, she'd been under medical supervision due to concerns from her doctors, but she went peacefully in her sleep at home. They're not going to tell you. Nah. The commoners don't get to fucking We don't get to show. know? No. No way. Shout out while I'm thinking about it to Brad Fittler, who mumbled and fumbled his way through uh, his recount of the Queen with the great Jim Wilson, who put him on the spot. Yeah, was Freddie on there? Spectacular fashion. Was Freddie on there to talk Queenie? Well, they was on there to talk NRL finals. (laughs) And Jimmy's just shortballed him into his memories of the Queen and poor old fucking Freddie. He doesn't know fucking... He doesn't... Not a big... He's not not a a royalist. Not a royalist, Freddie? No, he's not a royalist. And he's talking about her and how she managed the nation so well during the fucking war and shit. I'm like... She wasn't there then, but <laughs> <laughs> was she not? No, nah, she was there like forty-eight or so, forty-nine or something. Post World War, he's trying to like recount. Well, Freddie's just going, okay. What he's the trying fuck? to recount like um, this documentary he'd watched, right? And, and you know what, Freddie should have gone a bit more contemporary because you know the King's Speech. Yes, that was him giving speeches Great film. during the war. Not an ad. Great film. But you're right, Freddie should have gone a bit more contemporary than, you know, let me think about how the world was before I was born. Yeah. That was bold from Freddie. That was like, really I bold. Mean, you know, no, I wasn't there, but I loved her work. And I think that, I loved her work during the 40s and, and 50s. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love her really early yeah, work. Yeah, I love some of her earlier stuff. She got a bit too mainstream <laughs> yeah, yeah, later yeah, on, yeah. but her 40s and 50s yeah. gear yeah. was fucking it's, awesome. She's not Elton John, bro. You don't have to go back to the fucking start. Holy <laughs> Just, shit. You know, what's your memory of her like from a year ago? Let's keep it at that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, long time on the throne. Yeah, I think talk to longevity. Talk to longevity. You don't throne. need to talk to that 40s work, nah, mate. Dude, Jesus No Christ. one knows what the fuck that was like. <laughs> You could hear Jim, like, who clearly loves his royals. Jim probably does know her. But early he didn't work. want, I don't think he wanted to come in saying that. Like, want I don't think he wanted Freddy. to correct Freddie. Well, because he realized that he just threw Freddie, not a noted royalist, a fucking under the bus. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Right under that bus. 13 years old when World War II broke out. As a princess, she was involved in the war in multiple ways. While still a minor, she addressed the public over the radio to boost morale. So Freddie was basically saying that he loved the way that she led the people through the war. Even before she wore the crown. Yeah. A good 13 13 years before she ever donned the thing. Well, at 13 years of age. But I mean, and she donned it at 26. So So we're we're both right. We're both right here. Yeah. Long before she you know, rocked the crown. Freddie was, that's how long he's been a fan. <laughs> dude, I was Maybe a, he is a royalist yeah, too. Dude, I was, I was a fan before she was big. <laughs> dude, I was a fan when she was young. Before bro. fucking anyone cared about Queenie. He's talking about her nurse work yeah, in World War Two. Yeah, exactly. Good so for you, Fred. He actually put Jim in a body bag. He did. Jim's expecting, you know, Hagger was a jubilee. Freddie's like, cuz, cuz. Hang on. You hear about when she fucking spoke over the radio at 13 years of age to boost morale in the World War II? Come on, bro. Jim didn't have a fucking clue. Nah. Now he knows who he's talking to, one of the greats all time, Freddie. Yeah. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some. I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Punter dribblers, want to take a moment to give a special shout out to uh, a business that has been instrumental in getting us to where we need to be to just give us the best opportunity to try and complete a fucking marathon, which we are doing this weekend. And that is The Running Room. Now, the best running, in the business. It's the best in the business. They got a bunch of places all around Sydney, and I believe one in London. Just you Google them, the running room, and you're going to be able to find where the closest one is to you. But shout out to Alex and the team. Harry's obviously been working on on you and I. Well, Harry knows our bods well now. He does. And can I be honest with you? I don't usually trust people with my body, Tom. Mm. I'm pretty cagey when it comes. to I don't to usually that. trust people. No. 
But I can trust Harry. Yeah. And I can trust I can trust his hands. I can trust his elbows. I can trust his demeanor. I feel like his hands now know me arguably better than even the people closest to me in my life. And I'm thinking Steph. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, like, it, like it's seriously, it's like I probably know myself best. And then it's it's a it's a fucking tight second between Harry and Ella. Yep. That's just the truth. That's just the truth of the matter. Now we aren't going to give away any of the, the secrets of how our preparation is going, but just know... We've needed work. We've needed work. <laughs> and were it not for the supple hands of Harry from the running room mm. and generally the, the running room specifically, we would be in deeper shit than we already were. We'd be in deep, deep, deep poo-poo. Yes. Deeper than it would have already been. Quicksand now, sort of poo. Well, it would have been all over. We wouldn't even be fucking turning up this weekend. Know that. I put it this way. If you're looking for physio as physio was intended, go to the running room. That's it. If you fancy yourself a bit of a runner and you want bespoke running-based physio, you've also got that as well. They'll get you up onto a state-of-the-art fucking treadmill that's basically going to tell you, you know how your running is and how you can improve it. Now, luckily for Eddie and I, our technique was already flawless. There was just a bit of cadence issue. That we there was, look, our cadence was a little light, a little soft on. We've improved that and now we're literally 10s out of 10. You could be asking yourself, well, why do you have to go to physio? That's a different story. That's a different story. Bodies are bodies and bodies don't all hold up the same. That's right. Running room, check them out. They're fucking terrific. When we all talk right. rugby league on the show, Eddie, we do it thanks to our good friends at KO. The only place that we watch rugby league, all finals games live and ad free during play. And holy shit balls. What a first week of finals. I like, say for Parramatta, who suck, no disrespect, it was a fantastic week of footy. Like every game, including the one. No, even the Panthers Eagles game. It was good. It was a good game. I tell you why that was a good game because fucking Nathan Cleary can play rugby league football, dude. Jesus. We were saying, I don't know if I was saying this to you. Yeah, I was saying it to you on the weekend that it's funny how the news cycle just moves so fucking quick and you're just getting pounded with info the whole time. And he's out for four or five weeks. What was it? Five. And you just start to forget. Mm-hmm. You're like, is he that good? I don't think he's that good. He hasn't fucking played for ages. Like, oh, Parramatta are humming. They're in a great. They're in great form. And Penrith, mm. oh, geez, they've just rested players for too long, and it's going to get overwhelmed. And oh, but they lost to the Rabbitohs in this fixture last year, and it's going to happen again. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. And, and Nathan and Cleary, that voice you're doing though, that was basically me speaking last week because I tip Parramatta and I hate Parramatta. Mate, most people were saying that shit. Most people were saying that shit. I don't want people coming out going, oh, I never said it, because everyone fucking... Everyone knew. said it. Everyone was saying it. Everyone said it. And if, you, and if you didn't say it, you were thinking it. And if you, didn't, if you weren't thinking it, you, you at least said it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you did neither of those things, then you don't... You know, you might not exist. Well, you're a liar. Mm. So, Nathan Cleary comes back and just humps. But just his kicking game was so good. Everything, bombs, short kicks, kicks for the court, just everything he was doing. Who was, was he just, pounding into the earth? Uh, Wonga, Wonga Blake. Blake. R.I.P. Wonga Blake. Uh, Wonga Blake got he, got, he got worked over. He got wobble bombed to death. And, dude, some of those bombs were so wobbly, bro. I would love like, to have a crack wo- at trying to catch one. One of them literally, like, wobbled fucking two metres 
10 foot off the ground. Yeah. Bang. See you later, bro. I would love to, because you it's it's difficult to to fully understand how hectic that must be. I would when love. When you've got these professionals who are like, I don't I'd love to go down to the fucking park, Tom. With Nath. And get wobbled Birdo. by Tom and bombed by Birdo. Wobbled by Cleary. Wobbled by Cleary, rather. And, and bombed, bombed by, by Birdo. Birdo. Yeah. I'd love that. I wonder, does Birdo wobble bomb when he does the Birdo bomb? Or is it just like, I rely on being able to put this thing into orbit and Cleary's like, I don't go into orbit, but I wobble this bitch beyond belief. I think that he he puts them up so high, Bert, and they reach maximum velocity and they're yes. just fucking... They're terminal velocity? Terminal velocity. Thank you, mate. And, you know, small, minute changes there... End up being about like three, four Ks. Correct. Correct. Whereas, in my estimation, eyeballing the telly, mm. it looked like Cleary had him wobbling. 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 So poor old Wonga Blake, he couldn't catch a, couldn't catch a break, Wonga Blake. Wonga got wobbled. Yeah, he did. To death. To death. Then, you want to talk about who else got wobbled? Mitchie Moses. He got wobbled. He got wobbled. He got wobbled big time. Poor old Mitch, off concussion. Jake Arthur comes in, kicks it out in the full. And I, if I'm Jake Arthur, I leave the Eels. I just know that no one likes me there. Like, as in the crowd, I feel bad for him. No, I th- well, he's I, on a hiding to nothing. Like, you can't come in and you know, like he's and pe- then, his own team, his own fans have turned on. They've, him. Which is they like, turned on him halfway through the season. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like that's a sign of your fans, though, right? Uh, of Eels fans generally. But he he came on. And then I think Cleary even showed and goed him like almost immediately. And it was just like, oh, this is tough. This is tough. Dude, Cleary, when he, I think it was in the second half and he looks up and sees, um, I think he sees everyone's looking for him to kick. And so he just fucking shows it and goes and then gives it to uh james fisher harris i think yeah, fucking glorious stuff yeah that try the last yeah, one the yeah, 61st yeah. minute i'm like you're in a different level bro you're on a different level you're just completely different but then also the one the kick he did to dylan edwards ridiculous absurd just just i mean now you go okay so enjoy playing penrith whoever fucking goes to play penrith in the same. well it's the winner of the sharks and, and, and rabbitos and you, you're gonna get fucking harmed both here most likely I think the Sharks would get more humped than the Rabbitohs, but we'll get to the next game before we get to that. If we can, move we on. okay. So we we did pick this. This next game, yes, we did. We picked the next. So game. we're pretty dialed. No, we're dialed because this game that we like, we obviously we didn't pick Panthers Eels, but that was more about uh, the forgetful mind of the human I'll being. Tell you how dialed I am. One from three. One from four. I'm two from. Two from. Two from four. Yeah. Now. So we had, a, we had a weekend out. We had an absolute weekend out. Raiders defeat the Storm. How good is it to have the Melbourne Storm out of the comp? You know what? I was saying it last week, and I've been saying it for years. Sometimes you just need to fuck the Storm off. Yeah. They're just, they were starting to fucking piss everyone off. Well, it's just like, okay, dude, you know what? You're not bringing anything new to the table this year. You've got less good players. Like, you've got injuries. Our good friend Christian Welsh is out. Our great personal friend. Well, I stopped... Yeah, exactly. Then you've got Pappenhausen who's out. I know there's other injuries, but they're the only ones I remember. It's like, you're not bringing anything really... It's not like there's heaps of people... You know, like, even with the Eels, who I hate, 
you like there are some players there that, there are players there that you like and there's some exciting sort of shit. This, the the storm there's just like it's a bit sort of bland and it's like you don't deserve to be there. You haven't played that well. You got a few good players, but like nah. Yeah, um, yeah. It was funny when we interviewed Braith. He's like he. I remember he made a comment saying when they're when they're out. Like, oh, we'll make a decision when they're out. He knew. Of course he knows, mate. He's a he's an analyst. Shout out to Braith and Astor as well. Shout out to Fox League for giving him to us. But go and listen to the Braith and Astor chat if you haven't already. We might even slip a little clip in for you uh, into this podcast. And maybe, I mean, yes, we'll do that, Tobler. Um, but Jamal Fogarty had a game. Dude, the, the, the Raiders... Hardy Young had a game. The Raiders could beat the Eels. 100%. The I, Raiders, think they, I think they do. I think they do. I think they do. I, I think, think, they I think do. the Eels go lost-loss. But the Eels I'm also... Sorry. The Eels like to go... Uh, at least this season, they've gone like... Humping, we win. Humping, we win. Humping, we win. So it's like, they get humped. Do they now go and do the Raiders? Like, the Raiders still conceded some points. Um, Raiders can lose the Eels, Raiders can but lose. they can also win. They can win. Huddy Young scoring just at will. Dude, that Huddy Young try off uh, fucking Jackie Boy Whiten's kick. If that didn't get you erect. Yeah. That's erect, right? But with more panache. Yeah. Well, it's more emphasis on the E. Well, there's more blood in it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So this, well, it'll look like Prince Charles's fingers. That's right. <laughs> I've been, I've been Prince Charles. <laughs> if this thing didn't get you, fucking if this Prince thing you didn't get your PC, dude, shit, <laughs> fucking hell, goodness gracious, he got me going, he got me Charles up. <laughs> <laughs> Put a signet oh, ring on dude. me, baby. I'm yeah. Charles. Yeah, up. yeah. Just leave a signet onto this big. Oh fella. god. Yeah. Um, so we're all Charles watching that. Yeah, we were fucking Charles. Um, beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. I um. I just like seeing them fucking roll through them. They got rolled through. But the Raiders, like, they've got it. They've got it over the storm. And it's a weird thing that, like, I know, like, you know, just some clubs have it over other clubs. The Raiders have it over the storm. They've got it over them. And I love it. I love it. But also, again, the storm without some serious um, Yeah, but they lost. They lost. So it is good riddance. And basically, to you storm fans... You know, your season was essentially no better than Manly's now because you're out. Well, what it wasn't. If you that? didn't win the comp, then we're all in the we're all on the same. Unless thing. you come last, like the Tigers. Yeah. If you don't win the comp, we're all in the same. We're boat. all in the same boat. No one remembers. We just remember that you didn't win. So you know. I remember you losing for the first round. The storm first round finals equal with Manly in eleventh uh, place. Correct. I think that. Like, if you're a Storm fan, next year the side's going to look pretty different. Yeah, Cheese gone, both Bromies gone, um, Kafusi gone. Changing of the guard. Seriously, dude. Maybe Munsters last year. Like they didn't, they didn't exactly, they don't exactly have, to my knowledge, a bunch of weapons coming in. They got Tariq Sims, no disrespect, but it's not the same thing. I think, did they sign someone else? His name escapes me. Anyway. We can come back to that, or we probably won't. We can. We might, we won't, we might. Now, Saturday night, Shark Park in front of 12,000 fans fucking chomping at the bit. 12,000? Not many. That doesn't seem like... 12,447. Yeah. 
feel like they could have yeah, been at Allianz. I think we probably got to go to a bigger stadium. I feel like they could have been at Allianz. I think they actually are going to do that this week. No, because it's the, the policy from the NRL policy is week one, you can have it at home. And then week two, it's like, shut up. And then week two, it's shut the fuck up. So that'll be at the SFS on Saturday night. I'd imagine Sharks take on Bunnies, not the point. Can I just give you a quick little insight into my night here? Because I was at home Saturday night. Cute. Thank you. Friday night, I watched the game and Steph was like, is this like on all weekend? I mean, she's, you know, we're into the finals. Surely she knows. Well, Ella didn't. Great point. Do you know what I mean? Like that, she had to be told it was finals. Yeah, she didn't yeah. know. She no, no, no. Like, I don't mean like the, she should know it's finals, but like if it's been on every fucking weekend, more games than I've got this weekend, then like surely you know. But anyway, Friday night, I was watching it. She was a little bit miffed because it was like we were spending time together, but I was also watching the finals footy because it's my job, which is great. Then I was like, she was like, you know, I said, well, Saturday night, I'll just watch one game and then we'll, you know, we'll watch something else. We'll do something, whatever. So I watched the Storm Raiders game, which was fine, but it also was around the time of like bed, bath, food, baby shit. So I was also very distracted during that game. So it was kind of like I got short, short strawed. I hope she doesn't listen to this. So for this game. So you're feeling short strawed. Well, I was at the time. This game. I was not able to watch and I was just checking my phone intermittently. So I missed a, a fucking hot game of football. But yeah. luckily for me, she went to bed just as, just before the last try. So she was like, all right, we're finished watching something. And then so she was off to bed and I just flicked over and I'm like, I end up getting basically an extra half a footy. Well, you did. The thing went fucking... I reckon I got maybe the last five minutes of the game we, and then all did the we extra get time. Both, we, did we get both halves of extra time and then and we went again? And then we went again. Yeah, that's right. So, listen, it was a fucking great game of footy. Back and forth, 30. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This is what we do know. Nico Hines is a motherfucker. Kept yeah, him in the game. Just worked his fucking dick His to the stats bone. were ridiculous. They were outrageous, bro. Absolutely outrageous. Five I from would, five conversions I'd like as well. To, as I'd like to tell Sharks... Shit. I want to tell Sharks fans something, though. Seen though, you fucked it. Yeah, this is what you had at your. This is what you had. You had a home final, right, against the winner of Parramatta and Raiders at home to make the grand final. Now you got to go play the Sharks next week. No, and they are the Sharks. They have to. Go oh, you got to go play the Bunnies next week, and then you got to go fucking play Penrith. Sharks are going to go away. loss loss after coming second. Which well, whoever no, it's oh yeah, loss loss yeah. Yeah, they probably will. They will. They're going to go loss, loss after coming second, which is, which you know what is almost unfair for them, but it is what it is. They um, should have won that game. Well, they should have, but it was. That's what makes rugby league great as well. Like I was watching, and you're just going, "There's these, these cows are not done." The, the Cowboys actually. When they got that penalty, I'm like, "Oh, hang on." I've been hang on. I've been off the Cowboys in the sense of thinking like that they they you know they are kind of they've reached their peak. I still probably think that's true, but to be able to pull it out of the fire there in the last minute of the game, essentially like get themselves to extra time, that's the sort of shit. And you think about how they did it against Manly. and Another great club. Another great club, but just those sorts of wins. And I only remember, and I sort of think this, like I, especially like when Man, the years Manly won their um, comps most recently, because obviously I would watch every one of their games. Like when you are able to pull out, pull those wins out of your ass that you really shouldn't win. Wins out of the fire. 
that is the sort of they're the sort of things that win your comps. Like they're the sort of teams that win comps. So whilst I still think Penrith are probably just gonna hump whoever they face, the cows are now one game away from a GF. And they're at home up in North Queensland against Raiders or Eels. Raiders Which or is Eels. A, that's the, the weakest side of the draw. It is the weakest side of the draw. If you're the cows, you're licking your goddamn lips. Yeah. Again, I had you coming dead last, and you're probably going to make the grand final off the back of Valentine Holmes being the motherfucker. It's funny, right? So being the motherfucker. If, um, could you imagine? Like, can you imagine being um, what's his face? Lua, uh, Lua, Luciano, mm. getting flicked from the Tigers and going into it, and you just playing. Fo- you've never, you've never had, a, you've never touched final football. And now you just get fucked off from the Tigers. It's like, this is, that might, some people just get kissed on the dick, don't they? That's yeah. lovely. Some people just get, get a nice suck. Smooched on the knob. Mm. The one thing I was thinking about this game, 32-30, cracker, and I can't remember who I heard talking about this, but when I did, I was like, that makes a lot. And you know who it was? I think it might have been James Graham, friend of the show. Dear friend. Really, really good friend. Great friend. Personal birthday card sort of a friend one of our dear friends whether this game's a bit of a wool pull like a form wool pull because obviously it was a cracking game and it was decided by a really horny uh valentine holmes droppy from 45 out but some of the tries in this game so to go back and watch the highlights were kind of soft like long range show and go through the line like Mm. that Maybe we are seeing two teams that have reached the peak of their powers, but they're kind of they're each other's equal, which isn't that good. Potentially, isn't like premiership good? You know, like they've got. If if it was a Penrith playing either one of these teams, maybe they get humped because it's like their defence. You're still allowing thirty points from yeah. your opposition. Yep. I don't mind that train of thought from Jimmy. That's that's pretty eyes up from him. There was a bit of that. There was certainly a bit of that. Like, I remember Hiku scored a try where, like, it was good. It was a great try, but, like, it also was a bit soft. Mm. And then there was another one from the Sharks where I think someone took it from dummy half and sort of just went for a scoot, and you're like, okay, sure. It was entertaining, though. Oh, God, it was entertaining, man. At the very least, it It was was fucking entertaining. It was entertaining. But, again, just to reiterate, think the Sharkies now go LL. I also think our friends Parramatta go L L. That's my hope. My, like, not I don't care about the Sharks, whatever happens there, but I definitely hope for a para LL. If you finish in the top four and go LL, you're a loser. Yeah, sorry. Now Sunday afternoon football. I, this is my favourite fixture. It's probably my. It's almost one of my most favourite games of the year. The Sunday afternoon elimination final. It's the last Sunday afternoon game we get of the year. Is it? Because the fin- the grand final's at night. And we've only got two games next week. And it's Friday, Saturday night. That's the last Sunday of our game. That's why I love it so much. Anyway, Sydney yesterday was fucking on. Oh, Sydney was on. It was on for young and old yesterday. Sydney was primed. It was an absolute... Squirter of a day. It was a squirter. Sydney had worked itself into an absolute state and was ready to slip it in. 
That's the sort of day it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're all part of it. We're all part of it, if you live in Sydney. If you, <laughs> if you live in Sydney, we're all part yeah. of it. If you don't, well, you know, you miss out. Oh, well, stiff shit. You, you were just watching. A, you missed out on a romp. Yeah. <laughs> a romp in the hay. <laughs> you probably watch it online. <laughs> Yeah, it'll get leaked. <laughs> yeah, we leaked it. Sure. <laughs> we fucking leaked. A lot of cameras out. Uh, <laughs> um, so I nip myself down to Allianz again, Tom. Yep. What a fucking great stadium. Yeah. I, I, we've banged on about it, but I'm here to bang on again. <clears throat> Let me fucking lay the lay the, the the scene for you. Yeah, set the scene. Not lay the scene. Set, set the scene. Set the scene. Like... This is how well dialed they've got the bars and the facilities now. Half time, 40,000, call it a sellout, just short of. At half time, mainly Rabbitohs fans. I waited at the bar for 10 seconds to get a drink. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Now, prices though. Whatever. Well, like, I just I bumped into someone yesterday. Who I said I yeah, I paid I, you know what I got to go to Rose. 11 bucks. Like That's actually, no, that's... Whatever. 11 bucks for a rosé ain't bad. It's especially when bad. beers are like fucking 13. Well, no, Carlton Draft is like Yeah, but there's 10 like, bucks. yeah, and I mean, that's all I'd be having, but there's, uh, you know, like a, uh, a James Squire. Yeah, but fucking don't drink that shit. Well, I know, but some people are really into that shit. Well, don't drink it. I don't drink it. So what's the problem? Well, I just think... Stone of wood? No, I don't want no, a stone of wood. I don't know. I don't want a stone of wood. I don't need a deep throat of mango. Do not give me a stone of wood. I'll have a draft. Well, I, they don't serve bloke in there, do Well, they? we know that. That's why I'm going on about it. Or I'll have a rosé for 11 bucks, And yeah. it was fucking great. I had three or four yesterday. Now, Beautiful. they don't have our rosé on tap there. Well, no, or not yet. tap. Not yet. Our rosé's coming. Our, look, we might be in discussions with Hems. Who knows? We're not going to say too when much. It hits, when it hits his lips, he's going to fucking cum himself and he's going <laughs> to have it in the bloody... He's going to have it in there. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yep. We'll keep you posted. We will. Now. Dude, we should we should almost start a campaign just like getting Hems to put our rosé on. He would. He'd do it. He'd do it for sure. It's pink. Oh, it's pink. Oh, yeah, but not too pink. But it's a, it's a pink's pink. Oh, it's a light pink. It's a pink's pink. It's not red. Fuck no. It's not dark pink. No, no, it's a light pink. Light pink. Um, I just wanted to say that. Hmm. Like there's a... There's, at, the, at either end, so we're at the north end, there's a bar there and you can like sit... A bar outside, and then there's like like tables and chairs. You can sit up and like drink off yeah. like a fucking yeah. bar area. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Sort sense? of. I mean, you can drink off a bar. I get it. Anyway, get in there, full house, steep as fuck. How's the crowd? Like the crowd seemed like raucous. Raucous, bro. Fucking raucous. Bang for blood at every turn. Well, is it fair that I say it seemed more south? Pro South and yeah, Roosters, more South. which is pathetic from Roosters fans, who I know there aren't many of you, but it's fucking there was, pathetic. There was a, no, pathetic. The team deserved to lose. Let, the Rabbitohs fans were louder. There was a lot of Roosters fans there, and I was at the I was at the South End, so I was getting more South, South energy. End. It also helps that South won. Now, let me start here. <clears throat> I was absolutely pumped the fuck up for an elite game of rugby league. But like five HIAs and seven sin bins detracted from the spectacle. There's just no other way to put it. Like it was a good game because of how much, how like crazy it was. 
but it was heavily marked. Like, I mean, obviously you can't help HIAs, right? But it was... Well, they are what they are. They are what they are, but, like, it was marred. And I was... We were talking about this yesterday about, like, Ashley Klein being, I think, the worst referee in the game. Certainly not good in the big moments, I don't think. Then some guys look, oh, you're fucking sitting on your couch criticising refs. I'm like, well... He's like, it was a great game of footy. I'm like, it was a fucking, it was a, the quality of the game. I don't know whether that necessarily was the great part, but it was a great spectacle. Like, it was an amazing game of footy to watch. But you can also have a refereeing, you can have a referee that can't seem to fucking control the game. Well, I think that's And all, still have a good game of footy. I think that's all it is. I think that he lost control of the game. Seven sin bins is fucking too many. It's ridiculous. Two blokes got sent off twice. Yeah. Victor Radley and fucking Tane Milne. Tane Milne. Like, it's. It's, it was it detracted whether you want to admit it or not. It certainly detracted. Tom, the writing was on the wall for me with AK Ashley Klein in the lead up to go. I didn't like the way he warmed up. So you saw the writing on the wall before. I saw the writing on the wall. Benny and I remarked to each other. We 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 were not taken by his warm up. What was he doing? It was he he wasn't hitting the line. Oh, it was lackluster. It was lackluster. He, he was cutting corners. He was cutting corners. He wasn't getting to the line. I, I did not like his high knees. But they were were they not high enough or were they too high? They weren't high. You couldn't lazy. It would it would be it would be sacrilegious to high knees to to call them high knees. What okay, he was trying so to they weren't high knees. His bum kicks. He wasn't getting to the bum. His high knees weren't getting past the hip. And I just thought to myself, this man's not ready. This this man's not ready for semi final football. Was he feeling the weight of the moment? It didn't look like he cared for the moment. So That's the way more, I interpret it. So it was more about the fact that he didn't care about it than the fact that he didn't he didn't he didn't understand the gravity. The I gravity didn't see. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I saw a particularly nervous man, Tom. If I'm being honest, I saw a man that was was prepared to cut corners, Jeez. and I think it showed in his performance. Isn't that disappointing? It's extremely disappointing. Now, Latrell Mitchell scoring a try with two men off the park was that was the same for Nat, Natty Butch, I think. Was fucking unbelievable. There was an interesting stat, right? Because um, he was getting fucking booed and heckled and cheered and like standing out and shit. See, it was I, all over I, the yeah, map. I'm trying to work that out because, like, I really liked that sort of a theater, that theater. And I'm sure, like, as a player, it would be overwhelming to get booed. But like, it's and I'm not going to get into this thing. But I don't think it's a, it's well, I, it's not a racial thing. It's about like. Fuck you! You're a former player. You're like the best player on the opposition, right? That's is but, it, was that the vibe you were getting? That's my my interpretation of of it was is exactly that. Is that he he fucking leans into that shit in, from like a, his behavior when he's fucking a, like his behavior on the field yeah. and shit. Like he's sort which of which is awesome, dude. I love that shit. But if you're an opposition team and you're looking for someone to fucking yeah, you know, get you pumped up. Like I know from a manly perspective. I hate Jared Warrior Hargraves. Love him as a player, but like when we're playing against Dude, him. Dude, Jared Warrior Hargraves, did you see him staring at Cam Murray who fucking no. laid down? Dude, it's on the NRL Instagram. It's so good. It's fucking brutal. It's like it, it, this shit gets me turned on as well. Did you see Latrell Mitchell trying to fucking start a, an aerial duel? What do you, do you know what an aerial duel is in rugby league? Kicking. They used to, back in the day, they would, they would kick. That's like rugby union. Exactly. He kicked on the first. Caught the ball, kicked it back. Never seen anything like it in my life. Interesting. First five minutes of the game, probably. So, i tell you why. And Caught the ball at fullback, kicked it back. You know where I was at the first five minutes of the game? Well, you weren't watching, clearly. Well, I was listening because... And what, they, surely they remarked about that. 
It was very odd. So I went to, I was watching the UFC at the pub. It finished quite early. So I went home to go and, you know, be with my family as I should. And then Steph was like, oh, you want to go to the park? I'm like, ah, it's fucking almost kick off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, again, squirter of a day, family. We've got to go away for work this week. you got to be in and on. You can't. So I'm like, yeah, sure. But you know I'm- what you can do on KO? Well, of course. Play from the start. You don't have to play live. No, I want to be in and amongst it live because I think, like, the, di- the listen, the beauty of KO you is... You can make it up at half time, though. But you know what the, the beauty of KO is? I can watch wherever the fuck I want. Oh, so, so you had it on the park. Of course I had it on the park. <laughs> but I did feel like when I'm in the park with, uh, with the kids, I see the parents who sit there on their phone. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Like, you're here with your kids. Just fucking... Just pay attention to them for a second, right? Like... You don't need to be on your phone the whole time. Come on, get it together. I had become what I loathed or what I judged. And so I'm, I roll in and I've got it in my pocket and I'm basically just scouting a place to sit down so I can just mainline rugby league. Then I bump into a friend, shout out to Jono Brown and Imogen. I then bump into them and their kids. So now it's funny. I see Jono and I'm like, oh yeah, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, you're just kids of the park. I'm like, Fucking footy's on and he turns and he's got an earpiece in as well. And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, we're on the exact same fucking boat here. Yeah. Um, just just, just fathers trying to get their Just trying fill. to get their fill. And in the end, it was difficult because Evie kept asking me to go on the slide with her. And I was like, you know what? They must take priority. And so I had to catch up afterwards. So I was there were bits that I missed in that game. So I missed the aerial duel that Latrell offered up. Which wasn't taken. Which was unfortunate because I would have so loved he to tried see to do it. They didn't do it. It was. It was. He. He started. He wanted to instigate. It didn't happen. I wonder why that is. In the sense that, like, it's just easier to. Oh, is that what that look is? I saw no, that. No, there's a video of it though. Go to NRL. It's on the NRL website. Uh, it's yeah, NRL. <laughs> NRL is dude. But there's a. It's fucking dope, dude. The video really got me going. Made me feel things. Um. But, but I'll say this if I'm a Chooks fan. You f- like, yeah, James Rear Har- Hargrave, like, I love the energy he plays out. He's a fucking liability. Dude, Victor, Victor Radley, Radley. Love his him, energy. Dude. He's a fucking liability. He's a liability. That's the thing. Like, I Latrell c- Mitchell as well. I love him, but he can be a fucking liability. Yeah, he wasn't like, yesterday, they, but. No, he was at one point. Like, they had him buried down in the corner, and he just lays all over him. Doesn't get off. And the guy's like, get up. And he's like, nah. And he's trying to, like, steal the footy and shit, even though the tackle's been completed. It's just like, Latrell, what are you doing? Yeah. Penalty. Yeah. It's like, and then he's, he blow, like, they they just get. Victor, the, the moment like, can get the better of him Victor sometimes. of inflictor fame victor have got sent off twice yeah, well for the second time in his career <laughs> like the man Mate. he he needs, like, he needs to get it together yes but i don't know like because the thing is he's so good and i love like you would love to have him in your team but also you don't good. love that dude you don't God, love the penalties. What a liability. you don't like the penalties and the sin bins, the bins. You the just bins really fuck you even the penalties in the big moments yeah. you don't like and he's got it in him he just he does he does and when you've got a, an inflictor and a Jared Rhea Hargroves, both who have it in them, yep. you're like, what do you do? I was Chucky Watmo was a bit like that back in the day. Chucky had that in him. But he was better. Marty had it. Well, he's got an error in him. Marty had an offload when you didn't need it in him. And I say Marty had in past tense because he is no longer with the club. That's right. But anyway, that being that as it may, there was there is a, you know, a lot of chatter around from 
particularly from surely his mentor or whatever, that he should be at fullback and Tedesco should be fucked off. I'll give you the hot tip, cunt. I'll give you the hottest tip. The moment Tedesco went off the field, the Roosters fell apart at the seams, bro. Mm. They had no direction, defensively flawed. Like, their attack was fucking toilet. So he had no idea what he was doing back there. None. Well, he was... And that's fine. That's fine. But, like, all I'm saying is... There's, there'll be no replacing going on. No. That's all I'm saying. But even, I mean, and listen to our chat with Brace. Brace spoke to that. And he spoke to the mentor speaking about that and the mentor still being aligned with South and he thought it could have just been a little bit of cheekiness from, yes. from the mentor. But worth but addressing because right, it's in the it, media. No, no, no. But so then when you see Suelit, you go back there, it was like, oh, this... Well, when you hear Tedesco's out of the game, you're like, all right, well, we assume that now it'll be Suelit at the back interesting to see how he goes and he really didn't impact the game at all like they were all at sea they'd lost so many men Connor Watson was playing at centre like it was yeah. just well, mate like you can't Tupo went off then they lost Angus Crichton as well like Takiyaho yeah. went off for an HIA it was yeah. a fucking shit show it was show, HIA so. City um, but the game the chaos of the game was very it was fun like it was a fun, chaotic game. I was just—you just going to watch it? No, going, it was. It Holy was. Holy hell! Another man's gone down. What is going on? Another penalty. Ashley Klein inserting himself in the game again. Wow. No, you're right. The bunker. That sort of involved, drama. Ridiculous. That sort of drama is fun. But I was—I'm sort of more coming from the perspective of what what it potentially could have been. I know. The reality is, the HIAs were like Ashley Klein. I think his ability to control the game was not there. There are many things that you know he does that I don't think are good, but he lost control of the game. Some people say it's the players' fault, and maybe that's true to a point as well, that like the players were their own worst enemies from both sides. But also, maybe you don't bin people every time something goes wrong. There was a couple of binnings there that weren't binnings. That were just a bit silly. Um, and I think the one like with Radley, the first one sort of set the tone where it's like, oh, okay, he's getting binned for that. Well, because well, he clenched his fist and gave him a little shot underneath. Like, I think, I think in semi-final football, in the book of feuds, you know, two classic rivals going head to head, you let that shit slide. That's the thing. You let some of that shit go. Let some of it go. But you, you got to read the room a little bit. It was that the thing, the stat that I heard last night. I think this is correct. That. Five of the eight tries that were scored while players were in the bin were from the disadvantaged side. There you go. Isn't that interesting? Again, like I said earlier, Latrell scored when they have two men off the park. We're sitting here going, Jesus, this is not good for South Sydney. This is not good at all. Mm. Then they score. You're like, hang on, what the fuck is going going on? Rugby league. Rugby league. Rugby league. Well, it's just comfortably the greatest game of all, and I just need for people to know that, right? Like, comfortably... The greatest game of all. You had four games on the weekend, and this is a drive-by unintentionally, but I was discussing rugby union with Jono yesterday when we bumped into each other at the park. Four games of rugby league on the weekend, all of them better than any Wallabies game I've seen in the last fucking pick since 2002. That might be long, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the greatest game of all. God's winning game. God's winter game. So the week, the games we got this weekend. Do we know what who's playing what on what day? And did you find the Jared Warrior Hargraves video? I couldn't find the Warrior Hargraves video. That's all right. You get the games up on this weekend. I'm just going to try and see it on my phone. I don't think it was on the NRL Instagram. Ah, uh, so Eddie was lying. 
Eels Raiders, Bank West, Friday night, 7.50 p.m. Fucking oath. Yeah. Giddy up. Yeah, 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 then yeah, yeah. Then Saturday, yeah, yeah. 17th of September, Sharks take on the Rabbitohs at Allianz Stadium. I tell you what, Moore Park Saturday night is going to be fucking biblical. Swanee's playing at 4.30, oh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. What hour. a Saturday. What a Saturday, dude! Yeah, I'm. I would like to go to a a, a a pub. Can't feed up. Feed up. I'm not drinking. Oh. I'm not drinking the night before the fucking oh, marathon. Oh, the marathon! Can't. Jesus, I forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Otherwise, I would have been fucking well, there with I'm bells. Also, I think Steph's got a hand, so I'm looking after both children. Oh dear God. Here in the wars, bro. Well, that's better for me because it means that I'm not going to go and just get loose. That's a good point. But also, you know. Yeah, it's a good point. No, it's a good point. Good for you, mate. Um, that is going to be... It's going to be a hot potato in uh, Moore Park, isn't it? It's just going to be absolutely humping with people. Humping with people. Literally humping with people. Mm. Tom? It's going to be humping. Humping. What time's the AFL? Let me check real quick. That'll be four forty-five. I've got a Dude. I've got a one-year-old's birthday party as well, actually. Which is, I think that the the parents though are Swans fans, so at least I know it'll be on. Can I just say something? It annoys me that the AFL get fucking afternoon games, and the NRL is just like, nah. It is interesting. It's, there's not there's not much that beats an afternoon game. Nothing does, Tom. Nothing. Beats an afternoon game. Mm. Give the people back, and I'm addressing this to you, St. Peter. Give the people back their Sunday afternoon grand final. Give it back to us. Give it back. Give it back to the people. We want it back. Dude, how close are we, we to want daylight? It back. How close are we to daylight savings, bro? Two weeks. So close. Smelling it. Three weeks yesterday. You know what else is great? And we were saying this. Give us back that fucking afternoon grand final. Just give it back Just to give us. Just give it back. Give it back to us. You and I, when the winds of change happen, we're often with each other. And well, always. So when the the winter winds rolled in, you and I, we actually were the first in the country to feel it. And do, you remember, do you remember where we were? We were in the city coming out of the car park. Yeah. And I remember where we were headed as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we both remarked and we both looked at each other and went, at the exact same time, punters and dribbles, we went, that's the first winds of winter. Mm. That's a winter wind. That was a winter wind. First wind of winter. Give me my jumper. Let me put that on. And then we proceeded to go about our day. But we, we felt, did proceed. We yeah. felt the winter wind, the first rolling in. And it's the same for summer sun. And you and I were standing next to each other on a Saturday morning in Sydney's Centennial Park. And we both looked at each other and went, that's the first sun of summer. Yeah. Now, it can come and go. So you might have a winter wind and then have a hot day the next day. You might have a summer sun and then a cold day. It's not what we're talking about. It's not what it's about. It's about it's arrived. Yes. It's, it's you go, hang showing on. its face. I haven't felt a winter wind for six months. Yeah. There's the first. I haven't felt a summer sun bite me for six months. There it is. There's sunny days in winter, but not that bite of summer. Yeah, summer was, sun will bite you. Yeah, it'll bite. And it'll remind you, what's up? Mm. Sup. Sup, baby. Sup. Sup I went sun. to the beach that arvo. 
I went to Bronte for my first swim of the season. There you go. There you go. So and by official. and by swim of the season, I mean like yeah, I've swum in winter, but this was the first swim of the season. Mm. Now I'm assuming because we know your ability to swim is somewhat diminished by your inability to to float. Did you just jump in, jump out? Like you weren't sort of. It was doing pretty laps. fresh. Yeah, I was in, and I was out. But you didn't do any freestyle or breaststroke or anything. No, like that. no I didn't. It was a bit choppy. It was a plus bit dumpy. Can't. Plus, you can't swim. Yeah, yeah. I was in for long, no. and it was cold. That's Rugby League. We thank KO very much for their support. As we said, all games live and ad-free during play. If you are like me and having to go to a park when you should be watching finals football, they've got you covered. Covered. Punters, dribblers, want to take a moment out of the pod to thank a business that, again, another business that has just been fucking absolutely crucial in us being able to complete the marathon, and that is our good friends at Pace Athletic. This is like, it's not an ad, but it is an ad in the sense that we just wanted to give them a fucking shout out because they have been so generous to us with their time. They've given us shit for free without like a, oi, gas us up. Like here, we want you to, we want to help you to try and complete your dreams. They wanted to help us be the best possible versions of ourselves. And... I think that generally in the world, that's missing a lot these it's days. It's missing. and You and don't see that much anymore. You just don't. And the world's poorer for it, but it's just good to know that there are people like Will and the gang at Pace Athletic who still want to just, you know, help people achieve their dreams. Now They're, they're the best in the business as well, I need to point well, that out. Well, that's what I was about to say to you, is that like... The fucking shoes are but best But since in- we've got into the running game, right? Yep. Since we've sort of become runners, yep. become sort of, I guess, you know, it's sort of like us and Ned Brockman in the community, right? In terms of like famous Well, I runners. think Ned's, Ned's our North Star, Ned's right? our North Star. But listen, we're, we're, we're people Southern stars, yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. We're not far behind Ned Brockman, but... You then get a bit of an idea of like what's required to be a runner at the elite level and you walk into pace and it's like, oh, I'm fucking in running heaven. Yeah, I'm in running Mecca. And they're not going to fucking shortball you into, oh, I wear the Kipchogis because they're the most expensive. They'll actually lean you out of that into a shoe that's going to fit your body, we went in your there, style. We went in there with Kipchoge on the mind. We did. And we were quickly shown that whilst Kipchoge... You know, you can get your Kipchogis if you want. It's not necessarily going to be the right fit for you. They have care and precision. They just want runners to run and run well. We got gear from there. We got gels from there. We've got everything that you could ask for from there. And they want to do a deal for the punter and the dribbler because Fuck they're yeah. fucking good. Fuck yeah. So you can either go online or in store. And if you say the promo code dribblers, you're getting 10% off. And that includes sale items. Dude, I can't believe this. We've been crying out for a verbal dribblers for a long time. We've got one. We've got one. Go in there and say dribblers. Pace Athletic. They're in Waverley. They're in Mossman. They're in Manly. They're fucking unbelievable. I'm at paceathletic.com.au maybe. I'm not sure, but check that out. I should have probably got that right. But I mean, like in 2022, you should be able to find it as well. So paceathletic.com. Thank you, Tobler. Code dribblers, 10% off. Get after it. Pace Athletic. Punters, dribbles, we sat down last week with the great and powerful Brayton Astor. Um, we thank Fox League again for gifting him to us. They and actually, they, Oh, and KO. But they gifted us to him wrapped in a neat little bow. Now, you may see if you watch us on YouTube that he is wearing a shirt. Didn't He rocked up without a shirt, just had a bow around that beautiful bod. 
Have a little uh, listen to this clip from the interview with Braith and then be sure to go and uh, have a listen to the whole thing either on YouTube or on the Hello Sport podcast. It'll be the best time you can possibly spend. You come away from it going, my life's improved. Holy shit, that was time well spent. He's Braith. When it comes to... Cameron Munster in his current situation. Now you can tell us where he's going if you want. You don't have to. But <laughs> no, honestly, if you want to break it here, no, at it, any point, if you just want to jump, if you want to break, break it here, that'd be cool. That's fine. Oh, yeah, I had to actually. Had a, I got some. I, I did discuss with Melbourne um, announcing it on the podcast. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they've given him some more time um, just to get through the finals because I kind of said to Melbourne, like, with all due respect, this is the hardest decision of his life. Mm-hmm. And you want to get the best out of Cameron yourself throughout this final series? Do you want this hanging over his head while he's playing? Mm. I certainly don't. Um, and he's got a big job now, especially with Hughes out last week and perhaps out for the finals. He needs to beat his best or else Melbourne can't win it. Mm. So that they kind of, they were really good and they've been good throughout, throughout it. And so now we've kind of got that out of the way. You can just focus on his footy and then as soon as they're out, uh, we'll, we'll make the decision a couple of days after that. How much back and forth is there with a negotiation like this? Like, we're, we're sort of, we've done this before with like some of our sponsorship deals and there's like a little bit of it. But yeah. if I imagine what negotiating a contract for like a superstar would be like, it must just be... Yeah, it's crazy. Constant. It's crazy. You I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an experience for me. Like, I, I was kind of there as a player, but not at this level. But um, so I knew it from that side of the fence. Now from this side, it's it's crazy what goes on. And we haven't even got to a point where, you know, it's November and you can negotiate, you know. So there's clubs that are even waiting until then, but we don't even know if we'll get there. But it's it's just been, it's been surreal because the goalposts move so often. Like, you know, it kind of just, it starts with, all right, this is the offer. No, this is the offer. All right. You got a deadline of seven days. No, we're okay. We'll back. You know, Cameron's flying. You know, he's. he's, he's we believe he's only going to. So, there. like, you'll be given a. De- you'll be given the deadline. Yeah, Melbourne. Will, Melbourne will. You know, and in all due respect, it's all fun and games, and we've we've yeah. had some good banner, and it's been a good negotiation. But we've had you know four deadlines, <laughs> <laughs> and and we just said no. We, you know, we, we, we and not that he doesn't want to stay there. It's just that it wasn't. You know, for him and we we believe the way he was playing and. And, you know, the way he was going to play, because we, mm. we knew, I just, we just knew, like I knew the second he started this year and how fit he was and the way he was talking, that he was going to be his best year. Like, and I think Melbourne would be, would openly say they underestimated that, you know, mm. they, they did. And, and we just backed, we've just backed him the whole year and he's backed himself and now it's got harder because then they resigned the four guys. Mm. Um but yeah, going back, it's just, it's just it, it, it moves and changes, and then you know obviously they want him more, so they're they're, they're moving prices, and then I've got getting phone calls every day from clubs that are just interested, like you know, asking questions. Mm. And is that fun? Like, there's an element where obviously I know it'd be <laughs> oh. stressful, but there's also like this is kind of what you got into it for, and now you got one of the well, biggest players, and you know you're like <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Like it's I mean I, I it's in it's in it's you know I, as a player like you know talk about that transition from player to. You know, one thing that you just thrive on as a, as a sportsman is the adrenaline and that excitement, which I get through 360 and Fox. But, mm. you know, I didn't necessarily do it for this, for that. <laughs> Mate, I, you know, there's times I think, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, and, you, you, you know, like, 
It put you, you know, like Jerry Maguire in that. Like, it's yeah. actually fucking real. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. You Does he ever call you saying, show me the money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes, ring a ding ding. You've, you've reached the king. Like, I, he got the shits of me because he, he, joke, he jokes and says that to me every now and then, that, like, just joking. Yeah. And I said it to Kenny, and Kenny said it on, and he wrote it in his article. Oh, shit. He gave yeah. me up. But, mate, <laughs> but even, um, what's it called with uh, The Rock? What's, what's oh, the ballers? Ballers, ballers mate. Yeah. I guess, fuck. I'm thinking, mate, honestly, if you got to that level of like NBA and NFL, mm-hmm. that's what it would be like. Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, I look like an, I'm like a knob sometimes. I've got my earpods in. <laughs> I'm walking down the streets of like Artam and where we work, just like talking to the, like, you know, whoever it may be, whether it's yeah. clubs or, you know, like it, it actually is full on. And, and, and um, I enjoy it, but it's been, a, mate, it's been a learning curve because as I said, Start of the year, I was just calling games in January. Like, mm. like I was, that was, and all I've gone from that to hosting a show and then having the, really the, the, the I would say the most uh, in-demand player right now in the Absolutely, comp. Absolutely, yeah. So, and, and then trying to manage those two and then, you know, he's, he's, he's been full, it's been full on. Did you watch any UFC yesterday, Eddie? Uh, you know what? Stop you right there. So, punters and dribbles, let me just take you through the weekend. Initially, we were going to do a live stream for the UFC, uh, but then we realised that Tobler was going away for the weekend and it was, you know, we, our schedules were all a bit sort of all over the shop, so we are like, you know what, fuck it, we'll just watch it. That's not me blaming Tobler, but basically it's his <laughs> fault. Well, it's, yeah. But so it was Who else's fault would it be? Eddie and I, Jarchi from TikTok, and our good friend Hamish Street Fighter Street had let them know, and funnily enough, I'd forgotten to let them know that it was off. And then Jarch hits me up and goes, hey. Street was in barrel. This is my point. So, Judge goes, hey, mate, so what time are we meeting up tomorrow? And he goes, oh, shit, sorry, dude. I actually, we had to cancel. Basically, Tobler fucked us. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, all good. And I was like, let's just watch it together anyway. Sweet. Then Streety goes, oh, sorry, boys, can't, mate. Uh, oh, or then so we go, okay, well, let's all catch up to um, watch the game. So he goes, oh, sorry, boys, can't make it. I'm in barrel fly fishing. And I'm like, so what? what would we have done if... The stream was still on because you'd said you'd do it and then you just... Nothing had been discussed. Nothing had been discussed and you've just disappeared to go fly fishing. I'm like, that guy is just a spectacular, spectacularly unique individual. He is very unique. It also strikes me as something that you would know about. Fly fishing? Like, I don't think that's something you just randomly do. I think that's exactly what Hamish does on a whim. Go fly fishing. That's the just get in your car and drive to Barrow. Well, and go fly fishing. as in like, a, do you want to come to fly, fly fishing with him tomorrow? Sure. And then before you know it, he's fly fishing. Like I yeah, think that's, that's a good point. He doesn't. He doesn't do things. He doesn't. I don't think he plans a lot of shit. He just sort of is like a. Oh yeah, sweet. We'll do that. Yeah. Because if you try plan things with him, invariably, he goes fly fishing instead. Well, that's exactly what happened on the weekend. Thank God, Tobler basically fucked us. Because Streety would have fucked us even harder. Thank God Tobler's lazy. Yes. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just joking. Um, just joking. So we were we were down at Streety and we were going to go have a couple of beers and watch the UFC. Eddie, myself and Jarch. We then get a message from Eddie of them on the morning going, hey, sorry guys, I, um, I'm going to have to pull out Ella is making me do wedding stuff. Which, you know, you've got a wedding coming up, so obviously I'm very sympathetic to that. That's you, you got to... When the miso comes a-calling, you got to make moves. you got to do the right thing. 
No, because I was going to the footy. Unfortunately for Eddie, Jarch bumped into Ella and she basically was like, no, he just went for a run. So she's lied there. So Eddie's lied to us no, and no, no. said, sorry, i got to do wedding planning. And then he's just fucked off for a run and then never come I back. I will tell the story. What happens is you get up Eddie's and, you, and you it's go, and Ella, you, I said to Ella, listen, Dale, today I want to go watch the UFC, but I also want to go to the footy. And she's like, well, you know, we've got wedding to shit to do. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, and you know how you need to go for a run? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, you need to drop one of the two. And I'm like, well, I'm going to the footy, so I'm going to drop that. Then we go out, and she wanted to walk all the way to Potts Point, which is fine. And then we wait around for a fucking table for breakfast for 20 minutes and then realise that it's going to be too fucking long. So then we have to go to Harris Farm and get shit. And she was in there for fucking 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then we have to walk all the way home. And then I'm like, I've got to go for that run. She's like, yeah, we're going to do wedding shit. And so I'm like, okay, we'll have breakfast and then I'm going to let the food settle. And then we're doing wedding shit. But I'm also like, I got to get this fucking run in. And I'm like, I'm aware that the card starts at 12 and that I probably only want to watch the last two fights. So I need to be back by one. So that's why I was running. When he came over. Mm. But to answer your question, I watched the last two fights. Just make of that what you will, punish and rules. Jarch and I, you know, we were lied to. Hamzat is a freak. He's a beast. He fucking... It's his fourth fight without, without getting punched. Kevin Holland, brah, didn't see that fucking takedown coming and then just got smothered. The thing is, well, it's like he should have seen it coming because... But he, but he didn't. Well, because he's like particularly bad at wrestling, right? Kevin Holland. Like that's the thing that people have given him shit for in the past is how bad he is at wrestling. And Hamzat is super well-rounded, but in a he's last He's a black belt um, jiu-jitsu, Kevin Holland, isn't he? think he is well grappling is well like he's wrestling he's certainly not i don't know if he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu or not but hamza, but my point is hamza made him look hamza made him look completely uh pathetic i had hamza round two submission and he got it in round one which you know fair fair play to you hamza but he just fucking dominated him and like you know what i get like i don't get all the hamza hate after this weekend yeah he missed weight but i'm prepared to believe that he was told because that's what they say, right? He was seven pounds overweight. Second degree black belt in Kung Fu. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Well, he didn't show it. Is Hamzat a black belt? I think so, yeah. What is Kung Fu compared to everything else? Like, I don't know. Um, I've got no idea what Kung Fu is. But anyway, is. just to catch anyone up who doesn't follow UFC, who doesn't give a shit, potentially. Hamzat missed weight, which is you've got to weigh in at a certain weight before you fight. He missed weight by seven pounds, which is a shitload. Purple belt. Purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, for Hamzat. So he missed weight by a shitload. He was fighting Nate Diaz. Nate was like, I'm not fighting this motherfucker, and he's that heavy. So the UFC, no other, no other sporting organization, fight organization, is as nimble as them. Like... To be able to pull shit off like that. Like, you would never be able to do this in boxing. That's what's fantastic about it. But they just switched the entire card up like a day before the fights. So, Nate Diaz ended up fighting Tony Ferguson, Hamzat, Kevin Holland. But Hamzat just went, fuck this. I'm just going to take this guy down and fuck him up. And he just took him down and choked him out inside of two minutes, basically. His interview after the fight went for longer than the fight itself. Oh, way longer. Way longer. I heard that he was cramping when he was cutting and the doctors told him to stop. Yeah. Is that what you heard? Yeah, yeah. They were saying, like, you can't keep going. Yeah. So once he was told he can't keep cutting weight, he was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to... So apparently, 
He was seven pounds over when he weighed in, but he'd already been told to stop cutting weight. So he was kind of like, fuck it. So he was like, in his interview after the fight, he was like, I was much closer to the weight limit than seven pounds. Like, I was just, once I was told I couldn't make it, I stopped trying to make it. And I started rehydrating and I was eating and like, mm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I get it. Like, you don't want that shit to happen. Like, you want to be able to make weight. It's more about him missing weight when he's the main event. Completely. It's not a great look. Comple- it's, a, it's an awful look. Um, but but he just in some ways, it was good because Nate Dez and fought Tony Ferguson. Which was... And those gra- motherfuckers just went toe-to-toe. It was just old, like, dudes past their prime throwing. Throwing. It was, like... And it was great to watch. It was. i tell because you Because Nate probably gets fucking killed by Chimaya. Yeah, he probably gets killed by Hamzat. You, you seriously wouldn't... Like, I, I don't know whether any betting agency does markets, but, like, for Nate Diaz not to get cut is insane. That's probably the most improbable thing to happen all night. Seriously improbable. Tony Ferguson's fucking shin was bleeding like a fucking... It was, it was bad. It was bad. Like, that's, Early that's as sort well. of, like, it's funny, right? You see people get punched in the face, head kicked, bleeding split open. I see a, a cut shin. I'm more wigged out by that than, like, anything else. I remember at one point Joe Rogan was like, Tony Ferguson will literally kick his shin into your shin just to see if, if you you'll break. It. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to be... You've got to be a different Off your operator. fucking head to do that. Yeah. Off and, your head. Yeah. And you know what? Tony was winning it early on. And then, as, like everything with Nate, he just sort of was like warming into the fight. And then... It was funny, dude. There was plenty of like entertainment, like him leaning against the cage and shit, like yeah. taking a the breather. The brothers always do that Love that shit. that shit. Love that. And then... It sort of finished out of nowhere, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. He went for a takedown. He was then... starting to get. He was starting to get on top, though, Nate. But but Nate was. Uh, but Tony was absolutely ripping apart his legs with kicks. Yeah, he was. And yeah. then apparently his corner go go to take him down, and then that he just he went for it and they choked him, and then it, he came out after the fight and goes, "That was like actually the worst decision. Like I should not have gone for a takedown. I was actually having some like some some, results, yeah. some success." So it was all right. Like it was a cool. It was a. It was a. It was an okay fight card. Tony and Nate was good. It wasn't amazing. It, it was, was good, good though. It was. Fun. It was good. It was, it was fun, fun to watch. The Hamzat Kevin one. You kind of like at least it at least a bit I like I like seeing guys just fucking throw down. Yes. Well, that's, that's what, what you got. kind of hoped, right? That's and that's what, what, what we hoped. got. So that was okay. Anyway, um, I don't think there's too much else at the UFC though. I think that was pretty much it. Who knows what? Did Josh go to the footy by himself? No, so he went with all the boys that he was with, like um, all his mates, but they were all trying to scrounge tickets, and I think the ones that he had gotten were just like nowhere near any of the friends, so he had to sit by himself. But he didn't go by himself. Oh, he was, so he's sitting by himself. He sat by himself. In the sun. Yeah. He doesn't, I mean, I don't even think he would have known who was playing, right? Like, he's not a Roosters fan. He, he presents, he's Roosters presenting, but he's not a Roosters fan. None <laughs> was, of those boys are. They're all from was, Armadale. It was fucking, Not that that matters, but I just don't buy it. Well, it's more. It's it, look. You can support the Whoever Roosters you if you're from Armadale because there's no teams there. That's yeah. fine. It's it's the nature of the following. Yeah. As Benny Porter said yesterday, he put it brilliantly. He said, to "Ollie he goes, there's a lot of programs in Chooks fans' hands here, Ollie, because that no one knows the names. Yeah. Exactly. No one knows. There was a guy sitting behind us, one of the greatest dribblers of all time, just fucking spitting and screaming." Didn't know a thing yeah. about rugby league football. Yeah. Like calling for penalties when they weren't penalties, calling for tries when they weren't tries. Yeah. Like They're he was all worst. over the map. He was just going, Ush! That's Roosters Ush! fans. 
That is Roosters fans. So many programs in hands. People just going, hang on, 11 is, oh, Angus Crichton, fucking yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. There was so much of that shit Dude, yesterday. Roosters fans suck. And that's like, not like in the way the Eels do, but just that you don't really know. The fact that the Rabbitohs were more vocal and probably outnumbered you at your home ground yesterday on an absolute squirter of a Sunday in Sydney where you had no excuse not to be there. Like, you were there and you didn't even like the Roosters. Like, it's just, they're just pathetic, dude. Pathetic. You know what? I'm happy you're out, even though I tipped you to maybe go to the grand final. No, like, look, I bet for the Chooks to win, that didn't get up, and so whatever. But watching Chooks fans lose, particularly fans that don't know any of the players. They don't know any, yeah. But they're emotionally invested for 80 minutes on one random day. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're the fucking merchant shit. Yeah. That's what I like. That's what. That's, that's what, what gets like me see. going. Yeah. That's what gets me out of. No, bed. no. That's that's why stuff. I went. Yes. To and that was the that perfect shit. game, right? It's just, it's that's it's probably the only thing that's good about not having your team in the finals, and I really mean that. There's probably only one good thing, and it's that like you don't really care who wins. There are certain like when we, shit. when it, I was like, you know what? Both scenarios here are good. Rabbitohs are out. Or roosters are out. Like either fan base is sad. Either it's the roosters and all of the sort of you know pseudo roosters fans that we know who slap on a fucking jersey every <laughs> once every six months. Like we can give them shit. Or you know your Sebos and your Maddie the Water Boys are all devo because Souths are out. Yeah, that's right. Maddie will be pumped. Yeah, he will be pumped, mate. He'll be pumped. He'll be pumped. Does Sebo go for Penrith or... Well, I mean, that's a good point. Sebo's got two dogs in the fight. Sebo, obviously... He likes to hedge. Well, he's currently presenting as a South fan, but I knew him when he was a Penrith Panthers fan. So, you know. Make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. Uh, I don't know how we got onto that. Oh, Josh. Josh. Josh being just a, you know, a weak gutted dog. <laughs> Big week this week, Eddie, for you and I. Um, before we sort of wrap things up here, we won't be doing dribbles this week, obviously, because we don't have D or Dave. But a big week for you and I. We're flying up to the second greatest state in the country, that is Queensland. Second, obviously, to New South Wales. To go watch Gal fight two guys. In one night. The Origin Rumble. Gal fighting back. Hodges and Hannett. Now, when you think about just, you know, no limits ability to just constantly raise the bar, this is it. This is a bar raiser. They've raised the bar. Yeah. They've absolutely raised the bar. There's no doubt about that. The bar's been raised. It's a bar raiser. In earnest. Yeah. I like that they're innovating. They're like, okay, what can we do here? Obviously, Hodges for the polar bear, Ben Hannett last time, and he was... Hodges under the illusion that he would be able to fight Gallon off the back of it. Now, let's be honest. Gallon, in one night, if that was the only fight he had, would kill Hodges. So to make it interesting, they're okay. like, let's fucking get two cunts in Well, let's there. make it a three-way. Let's make it a three-way. What's, what's better than two? Three. Yeah. Let's make this a rugby league three-way. They're calling it an Origin Rumble, and it is a, it's available on main event and KO via Boxing KO. menage a trois. But this is a menage a trois, dude. <laughs> this is a menage this is a, a Well, it's a, rugby, it's a rugby league menage a trois. And you see that a lot in the off-season of rugby league. Yeah. You rarely get to see... You also usually don't see menage a trois between retiree, retired players. No, you see very, very few menage a trois between retired players. But we are, this Thursday night... Courtesy of KO and main event. Mm. And no limit. 
and No Limit getting one of the great menage a trois all time. One that you didn't think you needed, but now you know that you do need. Would you say it's the greatest rugby league menage a trois in recent memory? I can't think of one that I'm more pumped for. I certainly don't know of any rugby league menage a trois that have been uh, broadcast live on main event. No, I can't recall any. Available on KO. If this isn't the greatest menage a trois all time, I'm not here. You usually, you know... And I don't... Um, there's no hyperbole on that. No, no, no. Like, this thing is a menage a trois of consequence. This is a menage a trois menage a trois are proud of. Yeah. Like, if, if a menage a trois sitting there with a poster of a menage a trois up yeah. on its wall... This is the this menage, is menage a trois. A menage a trois that they're doing it with. That's right. Yeah. It's a menage a trois menage a trois like to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For inspiration. Yeah. So that's Gal, like v. Hodges, in the cupboard and sort of Hannett. We don't know who's coming out first. No, we don't. We don't know who's... <laughs> who's first. Who's first cab off the rank as it was. Because you always... I mean, that's always... It's always a query I have. Yeah. Going into Menage a Trois. Who do you start with first? Who starts? Yeah. Who gets first fucking wrangle of the steed as it yeah, were? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be interesting to see. We will be there though, just so you know. Ringside. Ringside at the great Menage a Trois. All time. All time. It's going to be my first live menage a trois. I've never watched a menage a trois live. Watched plenty online, but no. No, dude. I mean, I think we've all probably had a little squiz at a couple online, right? <laughs> like, it'd be silly not to. You'd we've, be mad. In this in this day and age, you'd be you'd have rocks in your head. If you hadn't had a squiz at a menage a trois before. But in the flesh. I haven't seen one live, dude. Nah, that'll be interesting. Fucking hell. It's going to be, it's going to be brutal. <sighs> it'll be hot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that us? That's probably us. I think that probably is. Um, big week, big week, big week. We'll be back to Wednesday. We're back to Wednesday with about even bloke in a bar. Then the potty on Thursday will actually probably be with two combatants of the menage a trois, Hannah and Hodges. That's a TBC, but that looks like that's what's going to be happening. Uh, check out our chat with Brayton Astor if you haven't yet. P.S. Shout out to the great fucking Dan Ganane of drop swashbuckling in the first thing. I love that from Dan. Yeah. That was fucking elite. That dude. was good. We asked for a swashbuckle. We got a swashbuckle. If you don't know. And that was a nod to us. No, it was. Mate, I already hit him up. It 100% was. It was. So if you haven't listened to the chat with Dan Ganane of best rugby league caller in the game fame, we were like, you know, drop a word for us. I can't remember how he got in the conversation, but he was like swashbuckling. And so we're like, all right. And literally to start the game of the Storm v. the Raiders, he was like, Cameron Munster, will he beat his swashbuckling best? And to say that you dribblers out there went into meltdown would be an understatement. You actually were all like, it was like a collective load was released. Everyone was like, holy shit. Yeah. So shout out to Dan for doing that. Dan got us all off. Dan got us all off, which is nice. It's... It's a great way to fucking get your Saturday night underway. Put yeah, it, that way. it is. And a lot of a lot of people um, got up and about for his idea about the Pokies podcast. Oh, I think it's got legs. It's got legs, dude. It's got. I don't think there was any doubt that it had legs, Tom. It always had legs. It had There's legs. no doubt it had no, legs. No, 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 that had legs. It had legs. It's, got, it's legs. got legs. Still got legs. Yeah, 100% got legs. It's got, it's, you run all day, it's got legs. Yeah, yeah, that thing's got maybe, you know, too many legs. You can never have too many legs, but you know what I mean. It's a centipede. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs>